Hair of the dog is an expression used to refer to the drinking of alcohol as a remedy for a hangover. But what's dog hair got to do with curing the after effects of drinking alcohol? The term bladdered is one of many that we use to describe being drunk. It could have something to do with the bodily organ, the bladder, or could have more to do with talking foolishly. In this episode, I'll be looking up etymologies around the state of drunkenness. Etymology is the study of the origins of words. I'm Leon, and this is Etymolion. There are many words and phrases that can be used in English to represent the state of drunkenness and people are coming up with new ones all the time. It's very difficult to attribute the first usage of a particular word in relation to being inebriated. According to the lexicographer Susie Dent in an article for the BBC, there are 3,000 words in English for the state of being drunk. Trollied, smashed, annihilated, plastered, sozzled, to name a few, as well as the relatively mild tipsy. It makes sense to start with the word drunk itself. And drunk comes from the Old English drunken, meaning drunk, and drinkan, meaning to drink or swallow. Today, we would use the word sober to refer to someone who was not under the influence of alcohol. But when Old English was spoken, the word undrunken would have been used. And if you were drunk by drinking wine, there was a specific term which was windrunken. One of many colourful terms for being drunk is bladdered, and that is thought to have come about around the middle of the 20th century. Its use as a term for being drunk could come from the idea that one's bladder is full of alcohol. Or, perhaps it's a form of the word blather, which means to talk ad nauseum in a silly or annoying way, which is something drunkenness can cause. The first etymology referencing bladder sees the term come from the Old English word bladder, meaning a bladder or a boil or a tumour. It shares its root with the Dutch word for a blister, bla. And with the second etymology, which would see the term come from the word blathered, would see the term come from the Old Norse word blaiora, meaning to blabber, which is to talk foolishly, or to wag the tongue. Thank you.
Dutch courage is a term that is used to describe drinking for confidence and it goes back to the 17th century Anglo-Dutch conflicts. There are two theories around it and the first is that the English noticed the intoxicating effect of Dutch gin on their rival soldiers and the other is that the English soldiers themselves drank Dutch gin before battle in order to calm their nerves. We get the word gin from the Dutch genever, meaning juniper, as the Dutch first made gin from juniper berries. Another common term for being drunk is wasted. Wasted is a 13th century word that we get from the old northern French wasteur, meaning to squander or ruin. And of course, being drunk does often put one in a ruinous state. It comes from the Latin vastus, meaning empty, deserted or a large desolate area being a wasteland. So it's no surprise that that Latin vastus from which we get waste is also responsible for the word vast, as in great in size. The word pissed is one of the more vulgar drunk terms in British English and is perhaps inspired by the need to urinate after copious drinking rounds. It comes from the old French pissier, P-I-S-S-I-E-R, meaning to excrete urine. The term on the piss is British English slang for going out drinking. The word piss is onomatopoeic in that it mimics the sound of urination. Some examples of words that are onomatopoeic and related to alcohol include the word fizz, which captures the bubbling sound of champagne. Clink, which imitates the sound of glasses or bottles meeting in a celebratory toast, and glug, which represents the sound of liquid pouring out of a bottle. Hair of the dog is a phrase that encourages the drinking of alcohol to cure a hangover caused by alcohol. It's a phrase that dates back to the 15th century. It comes from the idea that some people thought that a dog bite could be soothed by taking hair from the same dog that caused the bite and applying it to the wound. So, if you like, using what caused the pain to ease it. And it's why today... Many use the phrase hair of the dog and use more alcohol as a remedy for a hangover. 
the aftermath of drunkenness can cause a headache which feels as though one's head is being hit with a hammer. And that's probably where the term hammered comes from. Hammer is a word that we get from the Old English language spoken in England between the 5th and 12th century with the word hamor, the root of which meant stone. The use of the word hammer as in the action, so hammering, in this case the alcohol hammering one's head, first came about around the 14th century. After a few too many drinks, it may feel as though you've lost the use of your legs, rendering you legless, another term that we use for being drunk. The word leg is of Old Norse origin from the word leg, meaning a leg or stem. Before that Viking influence, the term for a leg in Old English was shanka. Although the Old Norse word lega won out for the body part, the word shanka still lives on in English in the word shank, and although it can refer to the lower leg of a person, it's mostly used in reference to animal meat. Alcohol can sometimes be referred to as source, and that is evident in the term sourced up, which means to be intoxicated with alcohol. The word source goes all the way back to the Latin salsus, meaning salty. And the word up comes from the Old English up with two p's, having the same meaning that it does today. When drunk, you may stumble around uncontrollably, much like the three sheets attached to sails on a boat navigating choppy waters. That would make you three sheets to the wind, a popular term that's used to describe someone drunk, flailing at the mercy of the weather. Some people that don't drink would describe themselves as teetotal, and teetotal is a 19th century word. The total refers to the total or complete abstinence of alcohol, and the tea, T-E-E, was added as an intensifier. Today, we would say something like with a capital to intensify the meaning of something. So, for example, the phrase, I'm happy with a capital H. In the case of teetotal, a T was prefixed to the word total to hammer home 
that abstinence, and over time it was spelt with A-T-E-E. And that's how we got from total abstinence to teetotal. And finally, after the state of drunkenness comes a hangover. The word hangover, as well as meaning a headache post-drinking, can also be used to refer to something of the past that has survived. And that use of the word is attested to 1894, and the use of the word hangover in relation to drinking in 1902. The hang in hangover comes from the Old English hun, meaning to suspend, and that morphed into hangen in the Middle English period of the 12th to 15th century. The original meaning of that word hun, to suspend, is why we use the term in other contexts. So, to hang out is to suspend time with or without others in a given place. To ask someone to hang on is asking them to suspend what they're doing. And that could explain the hang in hangover as the effects of alcohol are hanging on to the body. The over in hangover meaning conclusion comes from the Old English word affair. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the podcast. I hope it's inspired you to look up the history behind words that are part of your daily vocabulary. Remember... Language, history, etymologies and pronunciations can be complex and elusive. Keep in mind that there may be conflicting explanations and ideas behind the origins of words. Follow the podcast for more episodes.